Hey, you savages. Welcome back to Greg Medford Show. I'm your host, Greg. We're from the factory here in Phoenix, Arizona, from my studio off my office. Back in the podcast world, chatting a little bit. I took a little hiatus. I took a little sabbatical, if you will, from the political stuff. Um, I just, I had my soul crushed. And then kind of seeing how elections are run from behind the curtain kind of made me sick to my stomach. I have loved this republic since the day I was born. I fell in love with it when I was uh, about eight years old, standing in front of George Washington's grave. I had taken a bus tour when I was eight uh, with another friend who was 14. The two of us left Massachusetts. We had $20 in our pocket. We bought this tour. You hop on this bus, Peter Pan bus lines in Springfield, Massachusetts. We hopped on the bus and overnight drove down to Virginia and we went to D.C. We went to Ford's Theater, Smithsonian Air and Space, uh, the Smithsonian American History, and then uh, we went to Mount Vernon. And I remember standing there, having read about George Washington when I was, you know, pretty young. And I remember standing there in front of his grave, looking at the sarcophagus that was so simple right in front of this graded, you know, this kind of fence in front of it. If you've ever been there, it hasn't changed. And I and I remember just kind of falling, I, I kind of fell in love with George Washington. The idea that the U.S. Capitol building with the big dome, below the center of that is a crypt for his body, and, and uh, it remains empty to this day because Washington didn't want his body carried around like Alexander the Great being acclaimed to power. And that the power was with the people, not with one person at the top. And, you know, we broke away from the divine right of kings to do this great American experiment. And it was still ingrained in us that we still wanted a king. We couldn't let go. And they wanted to make him king. And he said, no, no, no. And he's he's buried in what I would describe as a simple landowner's grave. And um, I made sure to take my son there when he was about the same age, and I got a picture of him standing right in front. I told him, I said, you stand there and comp- contemplate the father of the nation who went up against Great Britain. The sun never set. He said, the sun never set on the British Empire because they were all over the planet. And this one guy and a few other rabble uh, entrepreneurs in this new place, America, basically waged a campaign against the greatest you know, global power the world had ever seen. And then by some stroke of God fucking won bananas and started a country out of it. It's bananas. So my grandfather was called to its shores during World War I because his country in Greece was failing and his brothers were here doing fruit and produce and out of Boston. And he came through Ellis Island. And uh, I remember growing up him being teary-eyed about becoming an American citizen in the 1950s. And he was teary-eyed, and I went to Greece with him one time. He went to his village in the Peloponnese, and, uh, and then, you know, he said to me at one point, he said, yo, I'm never coming back here again. He says, I'm, America's my place. And it was interesting. Everybody uh, else in the family was romantic about the old country, was romantic about his country, and, and he was like, fuck this place. I'm an American. Get me back to the United States. He tried to join up for World War II, and uh, they said, uh, 
Mr. Nicotopoulos, uh, tell us what you do. And he said, well, I'm in the trucking business. And they said, well, what do you mean the trucking business? He goes, well, I own a trucking company. I've got trucks and drivers and we bring fruit and produce uh, all over New England, upstate New York and Pennsylvania. And they said, yeah, you, you can't go in the military. And he goes, what do you mean? He, he, they said, you're vital to the U.S. infrastructure. You, you can't join the military. So he and my uncle and, you know, my, my family got, because they were in the trucking business, they got precluded from going in wars. But love the country. I mean, if you sliced any one of us, you'd get red, white, and blue would squirt out of us and a bunch of green because we believe in capitalism and uh, the free market. So while I'm out in the free market with my son, uh, we we stop into a, uh, you know, the tech companies are starting to have these stores where you can go in and we stopped in a place and ended up running across our next guest today. And we talked a little bit and it's interesting, you know, on the surface, it would seem like we have almost nothing in common. And the more you talk, the more shared values and common interests uh, you find we start to have. And uh, I found this during the Trump administration because... Uh, I wore a Trump shirt and I had a Trump sticker and it all of a sudden it wasn't it you know what it became really easy to do after Trump ran for president it became really easy to scream racist at people it's I don't know you know obviously we had an ugly period after Reconstruction, after the Civil War, we certainly had an ugly period in the 1950s in the South, but it would be really, really, really hard to argue that white supremacy is uh, on the rise in America and, and that it's a troubling phenomenon hurting our country. Yet that's all I heard people talk about. And then if you showed your support for him, well, clearly you're a Nazi or a racist, so I've been called everything. And what started to happen was, and some of you have been on this journey with me, you start to ask questions and you start to stop people and talk to them. And this is one of those instances. So our next guest, uh, Mo Tangera. Yes. Did I say your last name right, Mo? Correct. You got it okay. right. Yeah. And his first name short for Muhammad. Yes. Uh, he comes from Mali in uh, Central, West, uh, West, West, Central Africa. West Africa. Yes. And uh, Mali's a landlocked country. I don't know, what are there, about 22, 24 million people? Yeah, about 24 million people. 24 million people. Yeah. And, uh, and a former French colony. Yes, so French colony. Uh, French as the language of business, probably. Correct. If you uh, speak language, yes. Yeah, and, and then tribal languages spoken by yes. everybody when you get outside of town? Correct, yeah. And what's the languages that are primarily spoken? Uh, Bambara. Like, uh, we have about 69 dialects. But uh, if you speak Bambara, do most of those dialects, yes, can they understand you? Yes, so when you speak Bambara, most of the dialect. Is, okay, so you have an indigenous language. The tribes all have their certain twist on it. Correct. And then uh, and then, does everyone pretty much speak French? Because that's what oh, was yeah. in school? Oh, yeah, pretty much everybody speaks French. And you I speak guess. French as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're fluent in French? Oh, big time. Bambara? Yeah, Bambara. And English. English yeah. You're a fucking polyglot. Look at you. <laughs> so thanks for coming in. Appreciate oh, no you problem. being here. I appreciate you. Great. So... Um, we we ended up uh, working through some tech stuff, and he helped out my family a little bit. And then while we were talking, we exchanged phone numbers. And uh, you know, he's got about you know, for those of you who can't tell, he's six nine, right? And of course, 
it's funny. I generally don't ask sports questions of tall people. I just don't do it <laughs> right. because I figure everybody does that. Yeah. Like when you meet a girl that's six feet tall, you don't go, oh, fuck, how yeah. big are your feet? You know, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. You when know you meet what? short people, you don't go, oh, my God, look at you. How small are your little feet? Yeah, look you at you. I... You don't say that. Yeah. So I don't think. But people seem they have no problem talking about big people. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I was like, fuck, you're fucking big, man. Because yeah. I've got Jeff around me all the time. He's six six, and you made him look small. Right, right. So uh, Mo played uh, some basketball. So tell us a little bit about your basketball background. Yeah, um, uh, started from back home, West Africa, Mali, uh, playing U16 Mali national team. I was uh, one of the best players in the country, like all around Africa. I was ranked one of the top. Uh, So from there, just uh, got a scholarship, come to the United States, went to University of Arizona, uh, four-year there. and then after that, spent, who was your coach when you were there? Uh, Lud also. Actually, okay. he passed away. I was in Tucson uh, yesterday. Uh, do some, mem- uh, you know, memorial stuff. Yeah, memorial stuff for him. When did he pass away? Just uh, recently? Yeah, yeah. Two, um, two thousand. I think it's three years. Okay. Yesterday was like three years. Okay. Yeah. So he was a great man and really helped me with a lot of things. Uh, become a man. So uh, we miss him. So it's always good to go back to Tucson. Uh, do stuff for him. Nice. So. Tell us a little bit about your uh, route to get to the United States. So obviously you grew up uh, playing basketball in yes. Mali. Yeah. And then you ended up, uh, when, how old were you when you came to the U.S.? 16. So you were 16? Yep. 16, yeah, 16. Were you 16 to come to college or did you come no, to high I went, school? No, I went to prep school. Uh, so it was... Uh, was that part of grooming for basketball? Well, you can say yes because uh, as a... Um, because how many kids in Mali get sent to prep school in the U.S.? Oh, no, not many. I'm like one in a thousand, one in fifty thousand, right? Or one in there, millions. There's, there's, yeah, there's only two of you from the whole country. Probably, yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. so uh, what? what who, I mean, like, who got you to private school in the U.S.? I think, like, did you think about that? It started off um, fell in love with America. Yeah, and he started off watch American the Olympic, the way they talk. And the way they communicate, the way they carry themselves on the basketball court, even the track and field, they talk with the confidence, they talk with the arrogance in a good way. Yeah. And they're, just, they're cocky. Yeah. Yeah. And and they back off. They back down. Like they say, we're gonna win this, and they go and they win. Yeah. So it started from there and then watching them say, you know what? Um my dream is to get to the United States. And so American like and Americans are embarrassed of that behavior, right? Like if you talk to your average American, they're like, oh, just be humble. Yeah. Except the rest of the world really believes in American excellence. Yes. That's what the world is running. I think that's the thing who recently, I'm, I'm struggling with it uh, because I become a U.S. citizen in 2014. So I did swear that whatever I I'll have to do, whatever I have to do to protect America. Mm-hmm. And to see today... Um, the proud being American dominant around the world to see people trying to uh, shy away from that, it's a big mistake for the next generation because uh, you're talking about the diminished reputation. Yes, you know, by our, by our own actions, yeah, by our own politics. Being humble, look at things. Oh, no, 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 man. Um, you are the most powerful country on the earth. And that's why we came in here. We left there to come here. That's the reason we want to be with the best. 
And the best I have two things to do. I'm going to convince you to go my way or I will dominate you. So if we, we start to shift away from that domination. Yeah, not the nicest view of things. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, I see where you're coming from. You know, yeah. anyway, I mean, that's the young, like any young basketball player from Africa, yeah. pick them up. That's a LeBron. That's a, that's a, they give you one of the superstar names. Those guys on the basketball court, they're a killer. They will tell you what they're going to do to you and they will go and do it. Right. And that's what they drive, that's what they drive us to come in here. So, as we grown up, like right now, you know, adult life coming, you see things different. And in the way where, you know, the stuff to help us to get here, we see that motivation. It's not, it's still there, but it's like silence. So we always think if you hear Americans talk. Yeah. Because we have our opinions on everything. Right. Uh, we always think people come here for opportunity. Oh, yeah. It's opportunity, but I'm telling you, that's more but, than that. But it's more than that. You're saying that you guys appreciate the do alpha dominance yes and so you're like i want in on this alpha dominance yes well it's interesting i've never heard that before oh, yeah. but i think it's awesome it's a both you, you come for opportunity but you gotta be alpha dog to take advantage of the opportunity america have to offer yeah you, you cannot come in here and sleep but you watch their produce their, their productions you watch the growth you watch, watch the, the outcome the confidence yeah that's what you want to come yeah and that's alpha dog yeah so I think, you know, we still, I'm American, I can say we. <laughs> yeah. And we still have our place to keep going with that. Uh, but right now I see uh, there's a silence. And you see other countries dominating, other countries getting together, <laughs> want to do this. And I just feel like American becomes second, secondary. Yeah. And the worst part is we've done it to ourselves. Yes. So uh, I think... You know, I, I, I have to have this unabiding faith mm. that we've been here about 250 years right? and we've been through this before, yeah. parts of maybe self-reflective, um, mm, kind of like collective withdrawing, right? like we're withdrawing from the world. We've go, we go through these phases and yeah. then we get bold and get out in the world. Right. You know, the, the, the weirdest thing that's happened is this technology yes. you know you're part of this technology universe yeah and technology has made it so you can't keep lying to us right i think the big uber wealthy powerful like if you want to know who's powerful right go walk through boeing's manufacturing plant wow and you see 20 740s 787 dreamliners lined right. up inside the building right and they look small <laughs> You know, like you want to know who's powerful, right? That's whoever owns that is pretty powerful. It is. You go to um, go to where they make bombs, right? Go, like the military makers in this country right. are big, big industry. Mm. Where they make tanks, where they make jets. Yeah. I mean, it's big stuff. Right. Where they make ships, right? Where they like basically own a piece of the ocean that <laughs> sticks into the nation, and that's their office. That's, that's crazy, crazy yeah. right? Yeah, and they've been steering the boat with some other rich guys that own newspapers. Right. And then the TVs came along mm. and then they own the news stations. Right. And they are all in the same little club. I see. And they've been lying to us. They lied to us about John Kennedy. They right. lied to us about Bobby Kennedy. They lied to us about Martin Luther King and Medford, Medgar Evers. Right. And uh, Malcolm X. Yep. They've been lying to us about everything. Yeah. 
um, they lie to us about how we treat each other. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I think that's what is, this would show up right now. And I've been silenced. I've been, you know, um, I've been silent for so long, like watch things. Uh, what I'm trying to do is to talk to the young generation to just help them to be aware, awareness what's going on uh, with what you see, what be, what been shown to you, what you've been told to do. Take a second and make sure you dig down, do your research. And I think what that started brought up to us is just more like misguidance, like you say. And then misguidance, the next generation is the one that's going to suffer with it. Yeah. Well, the the jig is up because we're all seeing, because everybody's got a phone and they're yes. a camera. And right. everybody's posting what they see going on. Yep. And you get enough. It's all, you ever see, um, did you ever see Ford versus Ferrari, the race car movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, remember they had a big computer in the car and <laughs> one scene, the guy takes the computer and he throws it out yeah, and they like, tape little pieces of yarn all over the outside of the car. Right, remember right, that? Right, right, right. And so they, they, they drive it around and they're looking at the pieces of yarn to see what the wind is telling them. Yeah. Where's the go? The wind is telling me right. that the little pieces of yarn yeah, the are telling a story that's different. Yeah. And I think that this whole thing is getting ready to fall apart in the way it is been. Right. And it's getting ready to become more democratic yeah. than it's ever been. Right. Because right. I think the institutions like the CIA right. and the FBI right. and the NSA right. and all of these government institutions, which really have been controlling stuff, I right. think they're losing their power. I, I, I mean, I, I can say yes. I mean, even if you look overseas, like... You know, I pay attention to here, but when you look what's going on in those third world country, that tell you all. Yeah. Because they're not getting much information as we do, but they are waking up. Right. And they get so, a, more information than they did 50 years ago. Yes. A lot. So we, I think like here, we still have, we're in this phase of like, we know what the heck is going on. But let's keep our mouth shut. Let's keep quiet a little bit. People don't like to come out. I think it's getting ready to tear apart at the seams. And I think what's going to happen. Right. I think people think there's going to be this like either a revolution. I, I don't I don't think there'll be like a gunfight in the street. Yeah. I think it's going to be a different country. Okay. Um, because the only way it survives is if they let us have our vote. If they don't let us have our vote, we'll burn the place to the ground. <laughs> Let's not do that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think they're going to, and I think somebody, whoever's pulling the strings, whether it's the CIA or some group of uber wealthy guys, right? I think that they're going to go, you know, we can't manipulate. They know the system, now yeah. because everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. And if we yeah. keep doing it, they're going to burn our, they're going to come after us with pitchforks. Yeah. So, um, I know Molly is in some political turmoil right now. Tell yes. us a little bit about what's happened over there. Yeah, um, it, it has been uh, crazy. I think for the past uh, since 2012, Mali's having this roller coaster like up and down, government coup after government coup. Uh, now we just got a young guy in the office. He's a military guy, mm-hmm. you know, and he just came in overnight. Do you know the guy? Well, don't know him personally, but you know, just know him from distance, just heard him and and he, he was a one of the he was a very stand up guy when he was young. So he came in and then overthrew uh the you know, democratically elected president and sit there. 
um, right now. So did he say it was because of corruption? Yeah, he said it was corruption. But in reality, is is not a corruption. This thing been planned for so long, and it's just it's got to do with the Russia, which you you know, <laughs> that's something we all know. Uh, they've been on the ground for years, almost eight years now, uh, doing this work slowly, slowly because now it become more like an ideology fight. Yeah, like you got Russia. Is, is the guy more of a communist? He's with Russia. Okay. Yeah. So he's not necessarily a communist, but he's with whoever will support him. Right. That's what. He, yep. That's what. He, like whoever's <laughs> going to protect him and whatever he's asking, uh, many, uh, you know, give him gun to fight, fight the terrorists and protect himself. Um, I think that's what is going on right now. I think at this point, it's just it become more like his show because uh, I don't think if he's going to try to do election anytime soon, and the youth also are suffering because. Um, same thing that we're talking about, like they get informations, uh, those the wrong information that you are getting it, yeah, from the social media, from from the phones and stuff, and there's no uh, legitimate leader who can guide them. You said something interesting to me um, when we were uh, at lunch a couple weeks ago about mm-hmm. how Mo- Molly, when you were growing up, was very it had a very kind of red, white, and blue or pro-American, pro-Western feel. Yes, obviously, it was a former French colony. It yeah. had strong allegiances with France, yeah. which clearly is more of democratic Western thinking. Yeah, um, and that would probably permeated the school systems. Right, uh, and that's changed. It's changed big time. It's it's changing the way where uh, um, you know Russia did a pretty good job to really. Get some of the young, some of the young guys out. Give them scholarship. They're going to study, and they come back, and start to implement those philosophy. They get from there, and then even with the France also. Right now, Mali is just one of France out completely, hundred percent. Even the ambassador, they ask him to leave, but with the U.S., they're kind of like playing this game where, um, yes, we with you, but. You know, you're helping us, but we want to be leading to Russia for everything. So, Is it because we've stopped providing? I think the way we provide it. You know, that's something that I was worried about a long time ago. Tell me what you mean. Um, yes, they, we come in and help. You know, a, there was a situation where I was back home. I was in the registration talk to young 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 cat. And... Throughout my camp, I get the sense of America is going to take out of religions. American is doing this. I'm like, no. The Western China takes something from us. Oh, you're saying you were doing, were you doing a basketball yeah, camp? Yeah, when I was, every year so, I went So run you were basketball. back in Molly doing, yes. a, doing your basketball yeah, camp. Yeah, every year I do that. And you're interacting with the kids. Yep. And in your interaction with them coming from America, they think yeah. they have this negative view. Negative view. Like, S- like we're going to tramp on religion yes which is communism and marxism that right. is not what it's not we what do it all yeah so they have a someone who's pumping the somebody's field, telling them talking shit to talking them. like this yeah. and then at the young you see those young players they ask you questions you're like dude i just brought your shoes i just brought your uniform and if the america was there which they told you i would not be able to bring you this stuff so this thing has been boiling slowly slowly and to the point like i got in the registration one time i just see like hey 
we have to look, don't bite the hand to feed you. Uh, you have the Red Cross. Most of the funding of the Red Cross come from the United States. You have a war of visions. Most of their funding, I would say almost 80 to 90% come from the United States. Now, you have USID, who's American agency, that will build, that will donate millions of dollars to build the school. So, we're helping the school, but... We, Are you talking about USAID, like the CIA company? No, um, probably CIA. It's called USID. It's a uh, United States Ed to the Total War country. They do, yeah, it's, a, okay. it's an agency from the United States government. So they help to build schools and do all of this. So all of this has been going on, on the ground for years, but you still have brainwash going on with these kids. They're not paying attention to what we're doing. We build the school. We help the women's health. You know, U.S. and West are providing all of this. But we're not teaching them where this stuff come from. So we just go and give it. And then, okay, everything is taken care of. But you got to have a, someone who's going to hold them accountable also. Hey, we're giving you this. This is where it's come from. We're not, we don't want to take your religion. We don't want to take anything. When do, when do these countries not need the handout from the West anymore? What do you think? I mean, that's got to be the end goal at some point, right? What, what, what needs to happen? Because, you know, you hear Americans... Bill Gates talks out his ass about right. what African needs, and you hear yeah. Bono from U2, he talks out his ass about, you know, African needs their aid, right. uh, their, their, their uh, debt relief. Right. But from from you, you live there, you grew up there, you're of there, you're now here, right. you're of us. What does Africa need to not be the pet child of foreign countries fucking with them? I think you gotta... And I say Africa, it's not, yeah. it's not very accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mali and the former yeah, some, colonial countries yeah. that make up Africa. It's got to be more like a direct talk with the condition. Yes, the condition is democracy, human right. But that's not enough. Yes. You can't you eat know? that. No. And so People you, are still worried about eating. Over right. There. right. So when they're back to the corner... You got to hold some people accountable. I think that's what the West is not doing. That's what... We don't even hold ourselves accountable. Yeah. Of course, we're the worst. <laughs> you want to know what's wrong with the West? Zero accountability. Right. The only people we throw in jail are people that's good for the news and poor people. Yeah. Yeah. That's So if you not hold um, some people accountable, you not hold even the country accountable. And this is what happened. Now, Russia's coming... You have some of these young cars have the Russia flag. They don't have no clue what Russia got to offer or what's going on with the Russia. They're just being propaganda. I came to this country with nothing. Yeah. And this country gave me so much. That's the only country you can live your dream. Not in Russia, my man. Yeah, for sure. And then when I see this young 15, 19, they get in the Russia flag. I'm like, dude, you guys don't know what you're up against it. Yeah. But it's because the West didn't do their job. Yes, you go and help. Disengaged. Yeah. You go and help. And, well, yes, you help me, but do some stuff. Like, China, What is this is what China's doing right now. We come in and we're going to build your road. We're going to build the airport. Uh, in five years, if you cannot pay, we'll take it from you. 
U.S. say, yes, uh, we're going to come in, we want to help you. Uh, you know, your kids are starving. Where's the accountability? You keep giving, giving to me. I'm, I'm keep taking it, taking it. And then you got this Russian guy just come in. We treat they treat him like a, he's a war hero. He's a hero. Russia's going to save the West Africa. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> so, Go ask Jeff to give me the five stages of entitlement. So, and how you explain to that? I know I got you. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, accountability, it's interesting. So right. China came in, you were telling me China came in and built a university. Yeah, it did. They're doing in the building university with the condition. And the condition is you have to pay for it. Yeah. And so you were also telling me they built a basketball stadium in they trade do. for the 80 years of the right yeah. to grow rice. They have a rice field that China's own for 80 years. And so not everything is a condition. So, you know, we going in, okay, we want to help. And that's something that I've been talking about, friends and stuff. I haven't come up with it. Like at one point, you go and help the poor. Yes, but if it thinks not working, you gotta hold, you gotta have some accountability somewhere. Like we're gonna help you. And do, do you think all of the aid, mm -hmm. you know, it's a hundred years now of African aid. Right. To every country practically, right? Yeah. I mean, Africa's got problems from yeah. top to bottom, right? Yeah, we do. Go take a look at South Africa. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, I guess, do you, do you think, it almost seems like the meddling from, from everyone mm -hmm. is, what would happen to Africa if everyone stopped giving away free stuff and meddling? What would happen? There's two things going to happen. Uh, first of all, we're going to chop it. We're going to fix each other first. Cut each other's neck. Oh, you guys will all kill each other. Oh, yeah. Because the one who started <laughs> recognize the one who see, okay, this is the right way to do things. And the one who say, we pretty much don't care. Uh, we're just going to eat, eat, eat. We're not going to build the country. Those two guys going to face each other. And whoever wins, is going to be headed to that direction. Because if you're not coming to help anymore, now where the help is not going where you're supposed to be going, what are you going to do? Yeah. And well, it's a, it, no one seems to be able to figure it out. It's very problematic what's yeah. going on. And, and it's not just Mali. It's all over the damn place, yes. right? Yeah, it, it's getting to that. I think I think we got to get into the youth. You know, I uh, sometimes I get emotional. I try to take a different route, a uh, different road to do things in Mali. But I think the youth, uh, we got to get into them deep because this is what's going to happen if you don't get into them, you know, you got about 41% of, about 14 years old, about 41% of 14 years in Malian are, uh, are 14 years old. Let's say 41% of Malian are 14 to 18. Very, to very young. Very, very, very young. young. So those is easy to get into. And that's how Russia is tapping to it. And this is how... Uh, this extremist group are tapping to it. So, yes, U.S. got to get in deep. U.S. got to get in deep. If they still want to involve it, they still want this country to be democratic country. They want to respect the human right. They want to do this. You got to get into that. You can't be just keep standing outside, 
keep giving those funding, you got to get in deep like the way China's doing, the way Russia's doing. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I, I I wanted to bring this up because mm-hmm. it's one of the concerns I have about aid, and I always have it about aid. Right. This is a, kind of an this is a breakdown of dependency. Right. It says there are five stages: appreciation. Yep. Thank you very much for bringing me food. We yes. are starving. Two, anticipation. Hey, next year they're going to bring it if we come up short. <laughs> yeah. Third year, expectation. Right. Like, oh, well, you're supposed to bring this every January. Yeah. What, what happened to it? Fourth thing is entitlement. Hey, January is our uh, rice thing. Uh, yeah, I'm getting And, and then off. the last level is dependency. Yeah. Like, we, you know, we don't need to do that. They'll do it for us. Yes. So it seems like that's happened in Africa. Yeah. Which is just another, it's another form of fucking Western racism yeah. in, in every way. Yeah. Um. Do, do you think, I mean... I I scratch my head, you know, and you go, you don't want everyone to kill each other. Right. But is the current path getting anybody to a better solution? No, not at all. So I I don't know what the answer is. Not at all. I think is Is there a clear answer in your head? I hate to tell you this. The clear answer is we got to cut it. I hate to say this, but we have to fix each other first. Interesting. We have to fix each other. I, the, the, the way that I see it, what I mean by fix each other, it, ha- it has to be bloody. Mm. We have, because there's two, there's two uh, sides that's, that's going on right now. And it's basically this tribalism of let it be just the way it is. Who cares? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just, always been this way. It's going to be this way. And this other group that wants to build a nation. Yes. So there's people who want to build a nation. And there's people who's waiting for a hand up, and there's some elites who's waiting for those hand up because that's how they're making their money. And they don't want they don't want the rest of the country to be they don't want to wake up the rest of the country. They want you to just keep being poor. Keep, so they get to be the middleman to take the take the Yes. Yeah. Keep being poor, keep being not knowing, not be able to read, write. Yeah. But you know, I'm one of the elites. I come here, study, I intellectual, I know what's going on. So I'm gonna be in the middle, keep eating. But instead, it's just worry about let's build this nation. So these two guys, the, the two parties, gonna end up collapse. It seems like uh, America. It, it seems like it would be an easy win for us because we have a fun culture. Right. We have a creative and fun lifestyle. Yeah. We have a creative and fun business environment. Right. And I don't see people humming Russian songs. I don't see people wanting Russian motorcycles. No, no. They don't want to fly around in Russian airplanes very no. much. I don't see them wanting to, yeah. like, go surf in Russia. Right. So, like, we've got, like, if if someone were to say, hey, Greg, I'm going to make you the king of a country. Right. It can either be Russia or the United States. Right. I wouldn't want to be the king of Russia. Definitely not. Because this is way, way more fun. It, it is. I, so, what, it, we've got the best product. We should be letting everybody you, know about you know, it. That, that, it would, see, that's the thing I try to tell the young guy. Um, Sometimes, like, you know, sometimes I let everything slip a little bit. I watch Facebook. You know, they do a lot of stuff. Russia, Russia, they do you know, sometimes I just get in. I'm saying, hey, you know, um, you get a visa to come to the United States to visit. You even get asylum <laughs> to get to the United States, jump off, to, <laughs> jump off those borders, which I'm against it. Because I become a U.S. citizen, I went through to it. And 
you know that's another subject we yeah, don't yeah. want to get in yeah so thing you can do and the freedom you have here you can come in here go to school finish the school establish yourself achieve your dream here that's not going to happen in russia let's do a quick lightning round yeah tell me about what what are the things um that when you were a kid that you thought were the best about america give me five things really quickly the best things sports basketball great sports next military military was awesome english the language yeah the language <laughs> oh you think it's what is it cool yeah man dude when i was sitting on near the tv you know when i heard like english like american english at the same time i think bill clinton was a president yeah you know when you heard those like boom like you get a chill just hearing our language yes okay uh next what else was cool i, I would say being here right now no when you were young oh when i when i was there yeah when you were young and you were thinking about america the freedom to okay. express yourself okay okay that's enough that's enough let's talk about now what's cool about it now you've been here you've drunk the kool-aid you've you you you've uh, had right now i'm i'm a little bit like i'm scratching my head a little bit we're gonna go into negatives in a minute but just <laughs> tell me about the current good thing oh the good thing okay yeah, what are the current the, good things? the good thing is still the same like um the freedom here yeah um uh, i would say the capitalism because you know i can put a company together and you know chase the money be able those opportunity you don't have that in africa everybody is a squirrel trying to get a nut yes. and we uh this country is still a place where there's a little bit of bureaucracy right. it's not too bad yeah there's some taxes but yeah. not too bad right there's some competition but they can't stop you right but you can get into business here and yes. just do your thing but over there you cannot that's what i'm saying that's what's neat about the place right you cannot let's talk about negatives the freedom okay. here so so i let's, think well, every everything everything that you mentioned let's a little bit of positive that's a ton of stuff okay go ahead. let's hear a few more i would say people the people what tell me about the people you know um i was born a muslim yeah when i get to this country christian takeover i went to a private school christian private school i used to go to church every sunday and wednesday so raised by Christian. When I moved to Arizona, Jewish take over. So this is the only place, and guess what? Muslim, black, Muslim name. I get accepted. Everywhere. Everywhere. Have you encountered racism? I don't call it racism. Well, you, you have you encountered people who are against you because of your color? Yeah, and it, I, I don't. Do you, I don't see. It. What's your attitude towards that? It's like, honestly, I just um. As long as they don't stop me do what I'm doing. Because it's just words that you can say. Yeah, dude, I crossed thousands of miles from <laughs> I crossed the freaking ocean to right. get to get here. Yeah, I live that poverty. Do you think your words, right, will hurt me? Yeah, I think do, do you think if you're gonna say no to me, I'm gonna stop? <laughs> right. Do I'll keep coming at you? You have you're gonna give me that job, or are you gonna give me another directions? Yeah, I you know it's funny. Um, I try to whenever I'm thinking about everything. Yeah, I try to put myself in somebody else's shoes. Right. 
And I try to imagine being a young black man in America. Right. And I, I'm like, I'm sure I would encounter some racism. Right. I would encounter bias against me. Right. Uh, and I would fucking just go right around that and find a way to fucking dominate and prove them wrong. That's it. Like, I think about it, it's kind of like basketball. Right. There's a dude in front of you who's going to stuff your face yes. and you've got to get around him. Yes. But, you know, the, what's funny is it's people, if I, if I, I'm going to say this and people are going to crucify me for it, but it's the same if you're a business guy. Right. Everyone's trying to stuff you. Yes. I have to find a creative way to get around everybody who tells me no. Yes. And the answer is always, no, you can't do that. Right. It's never, oh yeah, go right ahead. Right. So I always have to find a way, oh, you won't make any money doing that. Yeah. So I feel like, like... It would be good for everybody to be black for a couple of weeks and be white for a couple of weeks. And go, oh, <laughs> right. we all get towed fuck off by yeah. everybody, yeah. no matter what Same color thing. you are. It's just like the thing about I always said is, oh, yeah, yes, you can. You, people want to say that's racism. There might be a group there. They'll feel like, okay, you don't belong to that group. Well, go in. I'll go and find and create my own group. Yeah. So if I have, you know, it's like, Let's look at it. If I have a 20 white guy, I'm trying to get a job or they, they belong to this group, they have this society they build, I want to get in. If they don't want me to get in, that's it. That's fine. They have their right. So I'll go and trying to find to create my own group too. So I think like when we always trying to be belong to the group, there's something they will build and I want to get in. And if I, they shut the door in front of me, I feel like, no, this is racist. And I, I, I didn't experience. You haven't experienced that? No. I don't think it's cool yeah, by any stretch to do anything Yes, racist. there might be there, but I never, you know, because the way I brought it up, I, I'm just going to go get it. Well, you and I have talked, yeah. and, and I told you, you know, like I've... I've struggled. Uh, if you Google me online, yeah. I mean, I'm just a big racist asshole. <laughs> but I'm really kind of, um, you know, it's interesting you said accountability. Right. I'm the most accountability-driven human being I've ever personally encountered. Right. I have never met another person like me. Yeah. Like when something bad happens to me, right. I don't go, oh, geez, fuck, the world's a bad place. Yep. You know, I like Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you ever listen to him. Yeah, yeah, listen to him. Jordan Peterson's like, you know, the world's a tough place. It is. He it's always brutal. It's yeah. tough. yeah. You know, it's it's brutal. You'll it, damn it well is. die from yeah, it. Yeah, you gotta. And, and I'm not like that. Yeah. I, I don't think the world's a tough place at all. Right. I think you just gotta kind of be a little tough. Yeah. The world's, I think, a pretty amazing place. Yeah. And most of the time, you win. Right. Most of the time, if we lost most of the time, nobody do anything. That's true. Most of the time, we win. Yeah. You just gotta be willing to get in the game, right? Yeah. You gotta you gotta play the game. You so gotta... when stuffs happened to me, mm -hmm. I always say, "What did I do?" Same. Like my first question is, what did I do wrong? Same here. And 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 then I hear other people. Right. Something bad happens. They go, oh, bad things happen to me. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. Well, you know, what'd you do? Yeah. You know, and, and and it's like if you meet somebody who was beat up by seven boyfriends in a row. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, what are you doing? Because yeah. like you got a hundred percent. Of a minority thing happening. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, or people who always go out of business. Right. And they say business is tough. I go, well, yeah, it's tough. But yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Um, I, I take the responsibility for everything that happens to me. I get into a car accident. Somebody hits me. I go, okay, how can I drive better? Right. Um, hmm. And I kind of heard that from you when I was talking to you because you yeah. were talking about coworkers. Yes. Tell me 
All right, so tell me some of the tell me some of the negative things about America. Because you're here, you've bought in, yep. you're like an American. Right. I mean, you, you're not like, you are, I'm saying like a California Valley girl. Yeah. You are an American. Yes. But you have a world perspective. Right. So with your worldly perspective, tell us the bad things you see now that's happening. I think it's just uh, the information, like we're talking about, okay, and some of the youth, the way uh, they're brought up to see things different, not appreciate. And, you know, like sometimes when you talk to the youth, you try to get them see what this country have and they need to do everything to protect it. How they're protected, they got a short appreciation. Uh, to see that they roll their eyes, you know, they make you think like, oh, who are you to leave, come in here, you cannot even speak English, you're trying to tell us what to do here. And I feel like that's kind of, that's a tough for me to digest. I would say uh, that's that direction, I don't like it. And I don't like the way um, we counsel each other for say some stuff. Say that again. I said the way you know we cancel the cancel culture that they talk about, and someone is just says opinions, and then boom, suddenly we know we just chop him, take a knife, and then cut him with the pieces. And I feel like we contradicting ourselves a little bit. Because as a country, you mean? As a country. Yeah. You, you want you say you want people to have free freedom to express themselves. But when they say something that you they, disagree with. When they yeah, when they say something you disagree, you kinda like a crucify that person. Yeah. So I've been watching that and then That's pretty new. That's a new thing. Right. When I was a kid, you know what the KKK is? Yeah. Okay. When I was a kid I don't know but I just saw it on but, it. But you know I what, saw the you, documentary and stuff, yeah. When I was a kid, I remember I went to high school in Massachusetts, mm. a super liberal state, and right. back in the 80s had a really highly rated right. public school system. And I remember uh, we were, I don't know if it's an ethics class or um, ethics and law class or something like that, but yeah. they were talking about you know the right to express yourself mm -hmm. and how it's a protected right, right. free speech, yeah. and the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, right. which was this voluntary organization of attorneys who go find cases around the country to stick up for people who are being oppressed. Right. And I remember there was a case about the Ku Klux Klan being able to do a rally in Chicago. Hmm. So they these hillbilly rednecks right. wearing uh, sheets and white supremacy <laughs> shit, they right. go up to Chicago, right. black America, and they're going to fucking do a KKK rally. That's crazy. Of course, Chicago goes bonkers and says you can't. Right. And the ACLU comes in and says, ah, this is protected speech, and right. you have to make it safe for them. Yes. And I remember, you know, it was like in a textbook. It showed cops lined up, yeah. black people down the side of the street from right. Chicago, yeah. and the Klan walking down the middle. Now, I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. What a bunch of dumb backwards assholes. Right. Just... And let's take pictures so we know who they all are. Yes. But it... they're expressing themselves. And you know what? Like, I think having that stupidity out yeah. in the light is good. Right. There's nothing like that anymore. No. Nobody's sticking up for anybody's right to express yeah. themselves. Yeah. Um, it's the scariest thing. It's the scariest thing in the country. It is. It's like it's like a total war country. In that, in that, I, I hate. I, yeah. I, I, you hate to say that, but I know this that, is that, what's that mindset. Is. This is what's going on in, in Mali. Yeah, 
And oh. you no, know, one guy is just okay. You, when you speak up too much on the TV, even my, myself, I had a, my daddy told me one day to tone it down a little bit. He wanted me to leave this country safe. So he, you know, he was a military man. He told me, hey, can you. <laughs> that was your dad. Your yeah, dad that was my dad that told me, hey, tone it down. I want you to leave here safe. That's a sign of a weak place where the people in power are afraid of opposing voices. Yes. That's the weaker the place, the more. The weaker you are, the right. more afraid of critique you are. Yes, yeah. I think if uh, you're strong, you take a critic. sticks and stones. Yes. You, you, I mean, you, you learn from a career. You learn from, when you let people, like, I learned that here. When you let people express themselves, you can get a ton out of that. Yeah, you for sure. Get, even, even like a negative expression, yeah. you get it, or you learn something from it. Sure. But when you start to uh, crucify people, for their view, yes. I mean, that, that, we're gonna have a, people. Some people are gonna have a negative view. Do we all are different? Yeah. Some people is gonna have a view where they wanna destroy the whole world today. <laughs> so what do you wanna do with those people? It, God, God put them on the earth for it. Can't be to destroy them. Yeah. <laughs> just maybe listen to what they have to say. But when they come up, you just like, oh no, you. Right. I feel like we going away from that. I do too, and and you know the thing is, is we, uh, you know the co the country's kind of founded on this. You said capitalism is the thing that you valued maybe the most, yeah. right? Yeah. And capitalism is about the free marketplace, right? Testing yep. and, and approving or disapproving, right? And it's the same thing about free speech. Yes. It's a marketplace of ideas, right? And how do we know the best idea is the best idea if we don't listen to the shitty idea also? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you gotta have the competition or right. the best idea. If it's the only idea, how can it be the best? Cannot be. You, you know, gotta, you gotta listen. To you it. gotta have them both happening, yeah. right? It, it, you know, I want to say this part. Like, it, back home, back in Africa, uh, men is uh, men dominant. It's matriarchal. Yeah. So, or I'm sorry, patriarchal. Yeah, women have a few things to say in the family. Right. And that's even our part of our culture is like that. Women have a less decision. But what I try to tell my little brothers, even my colleague, is just like, you know, if you take a time to listen to your wife sometime, they're like, no, 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 we don't do that here. Men decide. I'm like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I get that. Okay. But, you know, the struggle you're facing today, live day by day, you live under $1 a day. One and a half dollar a day. That's how people live there. Right. So that's because you the only ones provide everything. You the only one think. I will just see what my wife listen a little bit. If I have some decision to make, I said maybe you just take time and listen what they. I said they have a great idea. They're like no. So they're going same thing. What we're talking about, like, right? Close-minded. Yeah, close-minded. There's a whole nother brain there that might have something. Yeah. <laughs> it, but if you see that her view, her idea is a negative before even she talk about. Right. Dude, that's another problem we have in Africa. Sure. You're going to, you think you have everything right. She don't have nothing to say. If she said anything or she's just woman, let's shut it. Okay. But you still can be on top use those idea it might be bad idea it might be good idea but let them express themselves yeah 
So, you know, I think that's another thing that uh, Africa is struggling with. Is the uh, the treatment of half the population. Yes. Yeah, because it's, well, listen, the closer we get to poverty right. in almost all of human history, yeah. uh, the less women's opinions are counted because they're more in survival mode. Right. Yeah, the hell um, and and then and then you see the opposite end of the spectrum as you yeah. see how women's opinion here matter more than just about everything, and they're the most protected class yeah. of people's yeah. ever yeah. walked they the planet. Have to fight, they do. <laughs> there was a fight. So, uh, talk to me a little bit about your project, what you're trying to do in Mali now. Yes, because that's kind of how you and I kind of connected. Yeah, and sat down and had lunch. Yeah, um, I think uh, you know, connecting with you was uh, I'm learning so much from you. But you know the, the the time from the time we come to the contact to now leadership, ton of idea. Like I've been, I got a little bit emotional, trying to do things differently back in Africa, uh, because I feel like okay, all of the things that I built there, Russia's gained ground uh, for the past twelve years. I've been empowering youth, running basketball camp every year, trying to bring the positive image of the United States. And to see that overnight, uh, we got this Russia flag just dominating everything. Uh, it it kind of put me in a, in a tough situation. But I think connecting with you, I, I decided to rewrite to take another directions um, to really keep what I'm doing with the sports, to empower the youth. So we're looking at, I'm looking at the 20, 20, 2024. Uh, I got everything here. Oh, good. I want to hear. Yeah. So, actually, I should have gave you this earlier, though. <laughs> sure. I'm sorry. I waited so long to yeah, talk about man, it. Yeah, man. It's good. This. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. So, I'm looking at the 2024 Africa Hope Gem Festival. Great name. Yes. Expedition come from you. Oh, well, pardon me. <laughs> so, we're looking at we're going to use basketball to educate, empower, and elevate youth in Africa. How long are you going to be over there for? We're looking at months. A month? Yes. Okay. So it's going to be a month, and, uh, you know, the purpose is really um, what I learned here that can benefit thousands and thousands of youth, I think is a time for me to step in and do that because that's part of bring uh, the freedom. Like, yes, we're not going to change, but communicate with the youth. Uh, let, them know, let them know there is an opportunity up there and guide them in the leadership role through to the basket. How many guys are you gonna bring over with you? So we're looking at um, having about six NCAA players with some of the young guys from Mali who star in the United States. Cool. I'm looking at even having NBA stars. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, to get there. We're looking at about 600. We're looking at about 12 cities. We're gonna bring 12 city people, young players from 12 cities together, about 600 kids. But the special thing about this, all of the young players, they're more like a star. So from U14 to 16, you bring some of the top players in their area. And then you transmit the message, you give them the message. How can I, how can I help? We're going to need some funding. Uh, we put in... Uh, we, yeah? we should go film it. I need, I need to go yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I would love to have you guys um, send a camera there. 
and to film it. I want this to be, I want this to be the biggest ever. I've been doing small, usually it's 50 Ks. I do it with different city, but this time I want to united the whole country, which is, I do have a power to do that. I was a captain for national team for 10 years. I inspire ton of players. You see, we have about 64, 67 young players. You're basically Molly Jordan. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I just made that up. Yes, like that, I inspired a ton of them. Okay, so I have, um, I have the youth connection to bring a message, and the message is, you know, we have a good thing here, and we're not going to look into get into the politic, but as long as you talk to the youth to recognize what the American exp experience look like how I become top player in the United States, get a scholarship, go to University of Arizona, play professional basketball, is because I had a freedom to express myself. And the key is to help them to express themselves, to guide them. And I think with that, uh, you know, like I said here, I say what I'm looking at to get out of this one, uh, I want to promote a positive image of the United States to Africa youth, to strength, cultivate a bond with America. Yes, there's a bond to help, but there's more that we have to offer. We gotta talk to this young- You got a budget yet? I'm putting it together. Right. Well, once you get your budget put together, for sure. Yeah. So we, we I'm not like a fat cat fucking roller, but yeah, I yeah. know a lot of people. So okay. maybe we connect some dots for you. Yes. It. Yes. We need that because. Uh, like I said, you and I talk about this is 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 a very, um, um, it's a it's a very serious business for me because I've been a mentor with a lot of this young cat. I spent thousands, thousands of dollars there, and to see those young players, those young kids, is taking the Russia flag, they should be raising my flag. Dude, I brought you shoes. I I brought a load of container. Distribute to the kids so there. What's the what's the goal? A pair of Air Jordans for every kid. <laughs> that that, that it, it's six hundred kids. Yeah, we got bas basketball uniform and shoes. That's it. And what's the you uh, what are you gonna do with the uh, you gonna have you figured about how you want to do the uniform? The uniform is gonna have American flag and the Mali flag. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's the key. Like everything I do there. And the kids will wear it around, like oh, yeah. afterwards. They, they be wear like, it around because they, you know, I know you, you're gonna say more. You talk about Russia. That flag, f pissed me off. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I do. So I wanna, I wanna bring, I wanna take this one to another level. They haven't done anything uh, to gain this kid's trust. Would an American flag, if you had one on, like a shirt, a basketball shirt that had a big American flag, would it get you in trouble? Oh no. No, so it's still free enough. It's still, yeah, it's okay. still free enough. We just got to be up there. Yeah. But we not. Right. So we got to get on the ground and then get that going. And, and then let, let me give you this statistic, which yeah. is very scary. So you have a... I'll get over in front of the microphone. 40, a 48% of the population of Mali is 14 years. And younger. Younger. Dude, that's a scary. Impressionable. Can be steered right or be steered wrong. Yes. Just the best time you want so, to coach him. Yes, yeah. best, best time to coach him ever. Yeah. So that's that's why 
appreciate what this country have to offer. So, to give it to me. so you got to have a social media team that's there filming it. We, yeah. And what do they have Instagram in Mali? Yeah, they do. Now they're crazy with it. That's the thing. We See, that's about. the thing. That's what you know. We need. We need a. We need a little camera person. Yes. That's going around yeah. and filming everything and just uploading the whole time. Yep. And we we need you know honestly you need somebody there editing doing yeah. cool little yeah you know I, I, need... I want to this is I mean the, 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 I did a one event um, I did that in 2016 uh, that was a big event but this one I want to move the country in a positive way I want to move the country in the positive and then I have the ability to do that that's what we talked about how do you get everybody there to watch do you have a game at the end or do oh, you yeah. have Okay. Yeah, it will be game. So you got a structure you're putting together. Yeah. So because we, we don't want the 600, you want the 600 to be the main event, and you want we want three million people to come watch it. Yes. Because that moves the needle. Yes. That that's the key. And then you know that's I do, what you and I talked about. Uh, yeah. Getting you a seat at the table. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I think that's the only way. Um, I, I would say even I'll be getting respected, and the way to provide to be some sort of the liaison between the West and um, Mali population, even the government. And it's a Trojan horse. Yeah. Because it's basketball. Yes. Yeah, like, hey, fucking, you don't give me a hard time. It's basketball. Yeah. yeah. And then and you look at it, Mali, today, uh, Mali basketball is taken off. We have kids playing professional all over the Mali now. And then, you know, United States, we have a couple of NBA guys. We have high school, ton of kids come to the high school. Dude, this is the only place those kids come in here and achieve, achieve their dream. Right. So if someone is going there trying to tell a lot of ton of BS and say, what is this, what is that? And I cannot sit and watch it. So this, I must do this. What time of year do you think you'll do it? Um, I'm looking at... Want to do it when it's cool, right? Yeah, yes. Because <laughs> so, Africa gets hot. Yeah, to be cool over there is in July. Okay. Yeah, July, August. Though that's the cool over there. All right. So cool. like it's warm here by July, August. So that's the that's the cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. All right, and and then it's still on a non preferred travel thing. So mostly the guys you've got. Have you talked to some of your fellow uh, expatriate uh, Mali? Oh yeah, uh, players. Yeah, I do. Uh, into it? Yeah, I got ton of former players. Uh, I got a friend, of mine who played in Lakers. We played in the national team together. Okay. Uh, he played in Lakers when Kobe was playing. He's he's he said, you know, Mo, I'm willing to do this. You know, we gotta do this. Say what you see. I saw the same. I see the same thing. You got any possibilities with NBA guys? Yeah, I'm working on that one. Okay. So that one, I have a really good connections. Uh, even in. When I left the Tucson yesterday with the f- former players, uh, someone's playing so all of the Juve alumni group yeah. that we have. So yeah. I, I talked to them about that uh, to see, you know, what support that I'm getting f- to get an NBA because we got like, you know, almost 13 guys who's an NBA. Like, I think we got about nine guys in the NBA, all of us University of Arizona product, some of our superstar. So we we'll get to get those the beginning but yeah. why not if we get uh, even uh, LeBron James I'll, I'll take it but I think the key is for me to go get it yeah well, I just get up there uh, I really appreciate you give me this platform to talk about this project but and I'm just gonna get up with it I uh, like it I like it better than your first project right I think this project is I know a, I think this is a win yes I think like you helped me the first project was more 
emo- it was emotional things. Yeah, I get it. Because I feel like, okay, I take this route, I take this way, and there's this way has been taken away from me. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go the other way, but uh, talking to you really give me clear picture to, you know, stick with this. You can get the other way that you want, which is be more like, in a position to influence even the whole country yeah. in, the, in the in the top level. Yeah. So I think you know this this I feel good about it. I feel good about this. Yeah, I know? I agree. Um, you know, uh, so many guys use their prominence for dumb causes. Right. And uh, you know, like LeBron James. I mean, I know he's the big star. Right. But I, I personally, I think the guy's a moron because <laughs> right uh, because he could. It's really, really hard to be so successful yes. and complain so much right, about what right. a bad place it is. Yeah. Like it, it just alienates right. the entire it, you know, it alienates half the country. Yeah, I mean I mean sometimes some of the stuff that he said, yeah, some stuff he should he should really come out, he should be taking those things. <laughs> but I feel like sometime like uh, you wanna sit back and look, you know, like a Michael Jordan, he's I mean, he he he's a filter rich. Uh sometime he he doesn't get his voice. He doesn't express himself in some cause. He do it different way. Yeah. He go on the knee, uh, see what he can do. Well, he's a big boy. He, yeah. He can. Yeah. He, he doesn't have to go out and use his voice. Right. He can, he can push a little bit. Yeah. So I think like I feel like I want to see LeBron James do the same thing. So he can pick some cause, and then Willie push some button, make things work behind a closed door. Yeah. I well, guess the big thing is is don't be wrong if you're going to make a bunch of noise. That's true. You best be right. And don't yeah. bite the hand that feeds you. Right. You know, yeah. it is not, uh, you know, he's, he's he ridicules uh, and, and he plays in an arena where the lower seats cost, you know, $1,000. Right. It's, it's not it's not very authentic. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, it is a tough, it is the same thing when we take it back to Africa. It's because, like, you have, you know, you're making this money is because... People are coming to the game, pay this big box. Yeah. So um, if you want to start to talk about that, that's a tough one. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> that's the, how the, you, the people who were paying you. Yeah. So I would be more like you know maybe do it a different way. Let's have a more C for this price, but let's keep the big. <laughs> let's keep, if someone is paid twenty grand, I, I don't have a problem with it. Keep paying that twenty grand. I think one of your best guys is going to be that Greek dude. Oh, uh, Giannis. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I can get him. Because, I think you know, I, because he's a fucking rebel. Yeah. And he will not let the NBA and China tell him not to do right. this. Right. Because yeah. some of the NBA guys, they're really big. China's going to go, yeah, you're not going to this. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's just true. Yeah, I, w- I would chase him down. I'm going to, I'm in a mission. I'm going to chase some of these guys down. You, If you start going to a Phoenix Suns game, you're going to be seeing me at the hall trying to, you know, Put my project to some of these guys' hands. Hey, let's go in and do I'm this. I'm gonna be going to Phoenix Suns because my kids are into basketball. Yeah, for now, God's sake, oh, so yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You gotta go as as his trainer. You gotta you gotta take step. You know, have fun place. You know, go to fun place where he can learn more about basketball. So, stuff. are you married here? Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm married. Um, you have one wife. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, how many kids do you have? One. You have got, one I, wife, one kid. Yeah, Wait got, a minute. What kind of what kind of Muslim are you? Are I you know, man. Kids? I know. You know, I, I tell you this, my, my daddy had a my dad had a two wife. My grandpa had a nine wives. Oh. So guess what? He's a tr- we're a tribal descendant. Yeah. Yep. So he was a tribal leader. 
Oh, so he had to have nine wives. Yeah, he's it got was politics have. because he got nine factions within the group. He has to yes, have you gotta, right. you gotta have it. So you know. Okay, hold on a sec. Did you ever? Okay, so did you have nine? Well, you had nine grandmothers, but only one of them is your biological grandmother. Yes. And, you, he, and did you know all the nine of them? No. No, okay. They, they pretty much passed away before. Uh, okay. Only two was le- two got left. There. The dude had a 56K. He had what? 56 kids. He had 56 kids? Yeah. Your grandfather? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Right. Okay. These are interesting information. I know. So your, dad, <laughs> so your dad had two wives. Yeah, my dad had two. Does he still have two? No, my dad passed away. Your dad passed yeah, away. Yeah, he passed away. Okay. Yeah. So. But he had to. Yeah. The, mom, the two moms still still there. Are you? And do you know them both? Oh yeah. yeah. I oh. mean, I'm, I know you All know your mom. Same house. Like, do they still hang out together? No, but with aging, um, um, the first wife going with my old brother. Okay. And uh, my mom is staying in the main house now. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So normal way of life. Yeah, it gets it along is. nicely. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I think I gotta stick with the one though. Oh, yeah, they, probably. They're gonna kick me out of the United States. Right? Yeah, but one is <laughs> one's enough. One will fill your place. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how anybody does nine. You know, I know. at some point. But just... you remember that those guys were chief. Right, right. So, so people they just... do everything for them. Right. He, he didn't need to like. Argue. He wasn't arguing with any of his wives. No headache. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because when you have nine wives, there can be no discussion oh, no. about whether we're going to put a new air conditioner on. That's the house. it. <laughs> no, we're just doing it. Matter of fact, you two carry it. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Right. I mean, that's not hilarious. I'm like, well, no, it wow, is though. Compared to compared to, to our reality, yeah, it's the a reality hilarious. we have here, it is because <laughs> he, he different living different. What was the name of the tribe that you're from? We're Bambara. Bambara, yes. and oh, and that's the language you speak is Bambara. Yeah, that's the Bambara. Oh, okay. So, Bamanankan, that's the language. Mm-hmm. Bambara, that's the, the tribe of ethnicity you can call. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So. Um, uh, the language, uh, are you fluent in your native tongue? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you stay fluent in it? Do you have people here you speak with? You know, Cause it, yes. Because I bet it's very foreign. Like, it'd right. be hard for me to learn, right? Yeah. But if you taught it to me and I showed up uh, yeah. in 2024, oh, and man. Speaking, they'd be like, what the You know, it's uh, yeah, when I call home, I just talk to them. Okay. Yeah, I think like, I'm a, I'm a those kind of person that I'm just very attached to the things that I believe. It's like, you know, being in the United States, I'm so attached to the American dream, I'm so attached to the American culture. And, you know, it's something that is, you know, it's hard for someone to just like, you know, separate me from it. So right. when I'm in, when I'm glooning, it's, it's over. Right. And, you know, you can do whatever you got to do. Is still, I think that my language and stuff is the same. Like, even when I go home, they think like, after 23, 24 years, I'm here, they think, oh, you know, they feel like my language changed a little bit when I started talking. I'm not talking. They're like, you haven't changed a bit. I'm like, I don't know. What did you expect? Right? Yeah, what did you expect? Because, you know, what do we have? I believe it. I believe in our culture. And, you know, and then they think about Muslim, Islam, and uh, African cultures. That's two different things. Because being Muslim is a religion. Yeah. And then we have our own culture. We have our own spirituality, too. Right. So, so it's a couple layers. Yes. Did you meet your wife here? No. Uh, back in Africa. Uh, did, uh, is she from Mali? No. Uh, yes. Her parents are Malian. 
uh, but she lived in Avricos. She, fr- she, she was born in Avricos. Oh, okay. So the parent left Mali, going to Avricos, um, you know, trying to make a better life. Does she speak your language? Yeah. She, she speak it with the little, she speak with she the got accent. An accent. Yeah, with the accent. She's got, like, she got an ivory accent. Yeah, but she speak French. Yeah, Avricos, it was. At home, do you guys speak French? Yeah, we, so we mix it both. French. Crazy. Yeah, now I'm just trying to get her English. Also. That's a lot of language. That's yeah. a lot of language. And d- when did she come here? Same time as you? Or no, um, last well, year. So you, you? Oh, last year? Yeah. Oh, so how old your? Uh, you have a son? Yeah, my 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 wife, my my daughter. She's uh ten months. Ten months. Okay. Yeah. So oh. my wife got here three months. She got pregnant. So we I didn't wait time. I just want to get it going. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so, Fantastic. Uh, so she got pregnant, and then we got daughter she's 10 months old didn't you see coming to america you're supposed to come here and you meet an american girl when you get here yeah, i did though you did you tried I did, that I, yeah i did i did i had a, I had a <laughs> yeah i went uh uh when i was in college my my college girlfriend we went on after college traveled a little bit when i was playing uh but it, it got a little bit tougher because you know i was so attaching to my back home helping them Mm-hmm. So that's something that she she helped me a lot though. She did. I'm not gonna be right. But, but I think like what do we we have two different culture. Right. So you found somebody that's uh knows your soul more. Right. And then more flexible because here when uh, you know, when you're making a you know, you're making a living is with you and your wife. So when you start spending too much time trying to send those money home, trying to help because I feel like I'm obligated, I'm in a, I'm in a position to influence, to help. Mm-hmm. So when you start doing that, I think that's where we have a disagreement. We be, we didn't see each other because, you know, for her it was an American thing, but for me, I have a power to change something. And and your and your wife, she she understands. Oh, that. she understands it, right? Yeah, she. W- the only the only the way someone from a similar background yeah could possibly w- would get it. Like yeah, I'll, sure. I will be sending three hundred, five hundred dollar over there. My wife's like, why you send that? You know, my my girlfriend at that time slash wife was like, oh, why you do that? So, you know, those things. I'll be going there playing the national team for three months. You right, know. and whereas your wife, she's like, I understand. Yeah, she yeah, understands. That's, cool. that's well, cool. My American <laughs> one didn't get it. She's uh, so it was totally different culture. Too. Yeah, no, yeah, that's but, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, lovely. I'm, I'm. You know, as you get further down the line with this. Oh yeah, I have to. We'll, we'll have you come and back. Hundred we'll percent. Yep. Twenty twenty fourteen. Uh, twenty 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 four Africa Hope Jam Festival. Hope Jam Fest. I yep. love it. Hope Jam Festival. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we'll have to do up some t-shirts and, uh, definitely. We, and we got to organize the social media campaign for yes. it because you want to blow it up. You right. want people coming from everywhere. Oh, like yeah. it should be madness. Yes. Yes, it will. I, I do have, uh, got some good, uh, good friends who's got really good follow up on social media also. That's good. Uh, I'm you not, know, a, I'm not a big, big social bad thing. I got to get in. Well, listen, uh, you know, you get, let's say the country's got 24 million people. Yes. You get a few million people to come see different games yeah. in the course of uh, 30 days. Oh, the whole. If, if you get, if, let's say you were to get 2 million people. Right. That That's a big number. Easy, I can reach that. Like every year when I do my event, uh, the national TV station cover my event. So this is so, going to be bigger. Yeah, their national TV stations is viewed by the whole Mali. So... To be able to, I mean, I just want you to imagine. Right. 
imagine you guys have this maybe you have a big game at the end yes and people come in and they can't even get in to see it but you've got big screens up and they all we watch can. it we can yep um that would be nuts oh yeah and that ought to that'll uh whoever's in power right will want to talk to oh you. yeah for sure i mean and, even and that's what you want right you want to seat at the table even still now uh in the covid i my they heard my voice in the covid um when at that time they're trying to get people to wear a mask and stuff uh the government reached up to me to make a video and they play in uh yeah. Folks, are, you told them to mask up? Yeah. All right. So I think like, you know, people are waiting for me. All right. To come up with something. I'm doing this in a, you know, small level. I've always been someone who inspired others, like Mali, young Malian, but they've been, they are waiting. So when are you going to come up? When are you going to do this? So I think this is a perfect one to really unite the whole country because basketball is the number two sport. What's, but, what's number one? Soccer. Oh, but that's gay. Yeah, but guess what? What? Basketball, the young Malians see themselves as American because we have the number from 16 to 24. We got about 100 and some players, young players here. It's like how I got here. They, right, right. they left home, just, hey, mom, dad, I'm out. Well, they're going to where the money is. I'm out. Yeah. So now those young players got to ton of follow back home right 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 but now someone has got to bring everything to the light yeah and then talking to you my man i just like whoa mo you got to get it back on track and well, i, I, I love it that. i think it's cool man yeah i think yeah. it's a great idea yeah and listen i gotta tell you i'm super grateful for the time you spent with my son i i'm very very grateful no, he's special i didn't i we, we threw the baseball around a little bit. Yeah. We've never done any sports at all, and all yeah. of a sudden he wants to play basketball. Yeah. Um. I I uh, put together something for you. Oh man! It slides out right here, uh -huh. so you can just slide it open and check okay. it out. Holy shit! Are you don't... Oh no! So I thought that was a cool. I just thought it would be a wow. cool. Wow. Uh, a uh, little Molly flag. Yes. And then that's a knife you can kind of carry around, and it doesn't annoy people because it it looks nice and. Oh, tame. Sorry, my language, though. What's that? To which camera? Wow. Uh, hold it up for this ca this camera right here. Wow. So that's from our ASK line, and I'm not trying to be a shameless self-promoter. It was no. the easiest one to do a cool flag Dude, print I, for. I got I to gotta tell you this. Like, when I take a tour. Don't yep. save it, though. Put it in your pocket and, like, carry I, it, it around. Will be. Right? Yep. Yeah, cool. definitely. You know, taking tour to your factory today blew my mind. <laughs> It's crazy, right? Dude, this dude, I just hanging out with this dude. I don't know anything about this dude. You're the most humble guy I've ever met. <laughs> My God, everybody watching this is like, did he actually meet the same no, guy? No, so this dude, like, when I was hanging out with you, it's like, we talk. But, dude, you got this monster. Crazy. This is ridiculous, bro. This is a high-tech knife. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. And so I just feel really blessed, and uh, I've the, I have the most wonderful wonderful people around. And, uh, you know, I, come, and you, I you, come in a little late every day, and I I leave at the end of the day. And, you inspired me, bro. Oh, good. Because, like, made in America. It's an American story. I'm an American it story. Is, I'm a grandson of a Greek immigrant yep. who came here during World War One. So wow. uh, I. So I just think... This, 
the most interesting thing about like people ask me, what's the coolest thing about your company? I go, well, the whole story. Yes. Like I just decided to do this. Wow. Like you yeah. can't do it everywhere. No. So I think it's cool and I it appreciate is. it. It is. Man, you you just like you keep giving me boosts. Good. So it's gonna be scary, man. I can't wait to see it's what happens. It's gonna be scary. I, uh, I I hope that by the time you pull this off, we're yeah. able to get some travel visas so we that I can go. Yeah, because I would like to be able to go over and see the see it. You know, I, I I have I do have the I might get the U.S. embassy involved with it. I think it's a smart yeah, thing I'll to do. I'll definitely just right away. I'll reach out to them, get them involved. Yeah. Um, as American, hundred percent American. As American yeah. citizen, I want to get them involved. And I think uh, yeah. having a good package together to yes. show them a good pitch deck. Yes. Um, and not, of course, I can help you with that if yes. you want anything. And then I've, I've been doing this out of my own pocket. Yeah. Small, small, like even build a basketball court, remodel basketball court every year. You know, I bring stuff to donate to the youth. Um, so are you thinking you're going to hold it in one place or move around? No, you got to do it in one place. Okay. Yeah, I, I used then to, how I used many to move around. Courts? We do have, uh, the indoor core, uh, is it big enough and we have a two outdoor core. What's it cost to put a court in? Man, you're looking at half a million. A half a million dollars to put a basketball court in? No, hey, no. Outdoor basketball court, that's like a 15 grand. Yeah, 15 grand to put a nice outdoor basketball court. Just like the one we have here, those is expensive. Like outdoor basketball court here, yeah. like a thirty seventy five grand. Yeah. And when I look at, it, I'm like, God damn it! But when I build 15, 15 grand outdoor basketball, nice, with the nice rim and everything, and you know you can get things going with that. Um, yeah. Do you need any more of those? Oh yeah, because that would be interesting. Because what if we what if we get some construction companies to yes. donate the money for some basketball courts? Yes, that's, that's where it'd be cool if you had ten or twelve courts going. Yes, and just madness the whole time. I, I will send you a picture. Like, are, I, I are you guys gonna have dunk competitions? All oh that yeah, everything. I I can't wait to see this. I go. I went to some of these places where, you know, and that's why I keep working, man. How about uh, how about stuff for short people? So, do you have any short basketball players in Africa, or is everybody oh, yeah, we just do. fucking tall? We do. No, we we're tall. Like my... you, you got to do the thing where they hit the thing and jump up in the air because everybody loves seeing <laughs> yeah. that crazy shit. So Mali, let me tell you this: in Africa, Mali, Senegal, Sudan, uh, Nigeria, that's pretty much got the tallest, and then Kenyan also. That. Where are the Maasai from? Are they in Kenya? They're in Kenya. Yeah. So that's the tallest. Cool. Like we, you know, they got three, but we got to have some for short people too. Yeah, awesome. We got to yeah. have some for it. I, I want to see that. I want to see the one with the little trampoline and like a little mouth. <laughs> Danke. Yeah. Man, you, um, Greg, I really appreciate this, man. This is huge. That's my uh, my first, first ever. I've been dying to do stuff like this to get my voice heard somehow, like the idea that I have. I usually been, I've been very silenced. Um, I'm aware of what's going on. Yeah. And sometimes you take guys like you to listen to me and sit down, take a time. Uh, you know, with the word we have around the world, like sometimes, you know, I'm not a guy who gets scared a lot because shit, I, I got here 17 years old. If you want to send me back to Africa, I don't give a shit. If I say something you don't like, you sending me back. But sometimes I try to reserve. I got family. Yeah. But talking to you really like, okay. Yeah, just keep being who you are. Yeah, and you know, the, the funny thing is, everybody, government programs right. 
are some fucking rube that went to some college and they think they have some idea about what America is. Yeah. And America's none of that. And it's all of it. That's true. So the most important thing about America yeah. is free minds. Yeah. And that's the worst part about what's happening in our modern culture. Yes. Accountability, hard work, right. and a free mind. Yeah. And you could do anything. That's true. And and I think everybody knows when they're being propagandized. Yeah. Eventually they go, God, you know, enough already. On, right. You know, like if you're a Nazi, yeah. at some point you go, okay, enough about Jews. Right. Are we going to make some cars? Yeah. You know, yeah, you, or if you're uh, if you're this group or that group, at some point, right. if you're smart, you go, okay, enough already. Are yeah, we going to do something? Yeah. And the government programs have a tendency to miss the mark. Yeah. So what I think is interesting about this, right? And I and you heard me say it before, the thing about America is when you get, it's the only nation you can choose to be. Yeah. You can choose to be it. Yeah. I can't choose to be Malian. No, it's a tough one. I, I tell you the truth. I travel all over the world, like. We're going back to people talk about, oh, you know, you face racism, you know. I just travel all over the world. I've been to Arab country, you name it, Morocco, Tunisia, uh, Qatar, Dubai, China, African countries, uh, Europe. I get experience. People are the same all over the place. Mm -hmm. There's some people who are stupid. <laughs> Say stupid stuff. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some people who smart. There's some people who care. And then some people here, you know, just destroy things. This place is infectious, though. Yeah. That's what I think. So if while you guys are putting this together. Yeah. And I told you this when we had lunch a couple weeks ago. I was right. like, to it, it, there's a way to sneak in a mm. language of liberation. Okay. Yeah. That... You know, when the guys, when you guys all fly over together and right. you're all sitting having dinner talking about what you're all going to do. So, yeah. Because you're yeah. going to have to do some team building. With your, right. With oh, your yeah. hundred percent. To 100%. talk about like, hey, you know, we're not going over doing nothing. Yeah. And we're not just playing basketball. Yeah. We're freeing. How do we free a people? People, yep. And you free a people by yep. giving them the idea of freedom. Yes. And you don't have to say, oh, rah, rah, America. America's right. the best. You don't have to say any no. of that yeah. shit. Yep. Because nobody else is saying you're free. Yeah. And and so, when you free people, right? When you give them permission to be free, and yeah. they taste it, yeah, they don't want to go back. No, they don't. They, that's why we come in here. Yeah. It, it, every time when we go there, like when I go there, you got the young young people just reach up to me. They want to be around me. They want to talk to me. Yeah. How things there? Because you can see, like when I was in their age, you can see their face. They're mm. shutting down. As 16, 17, they got so much to offer in this world. Right. But they don't have, they cannot express themselves. Yeah. And well, then, that, that's you give people hope. Yes. So I think, you know, the thing to do, because, it, you know, it's a third world country. Yeah. They're living on very little. Right. People are still worried about eating. Yeah. You know, I don't know any Americans who are worried about eating. <laughs> I know. So no. I, I think, you know, the thing to talk about, I right. think the thing to deliver a message of is, you know, like self-determinism and yes. hope. Yep. Self-determinism. Yes. Then whatever that phrase is yeah. in your native language. Right, right yeah, for sure. Self-determinism. Yes. You know, and that's going to spook people. Oh, big time. Because self-determinism means I am, you're not the boss of me. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the, uh, you know, 
and, and you can use the metaphor of basketball. Yes. See, everybody's in front of you telling you no. Right. Yep. Everybody's in front oh, of you man. stuffing you. There's nobody on the court who wants you to I, get up to the net. I didn't get I know we 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 about to wrap it up, but I didn't tell you my story. I when I was young and I'm crazy with the American culture, with the American life. I used to tent my you know, st- you know, the way Dennis Rodman do his hair. Yeah. I used to do that. And I would tell the people I'm going to United States, they'd be like, you must be out of your damn mind. Your daddy cannot even pay you shoes, can I afford? My daddy couldn't afford a pair of shoes of basketball. It was he had two su- wives. It was super expensive. Yeah. So when I tell people I'm going to United States, nobody believed in me. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Nobody. And when I achieve it, and I went back there, and I was just like, I was built different. I went back to people who say you cannot. I was looking in their eyes. I did it like intentional to go say hi to them. And from there, I say, okay, I'm going to become the captain of Mali national team. I'm going to make sure the Mali flag is going to rise up. That was like, oh, you must be out of your damn mind. Who you have behind your back who will help you to become, because Mali, everything is just who you know. It's not about your performance. Right. I'm like, okay, watch me. So I had to conquer that to become the captain of a national team. But now I'm in a different field. That's the same thing of everyone who's poor. Yes. Everybody who's poor thinks there's no way to get out of it. Yeah. And so I think, I think, uh, and I think honestly, a, a Western American message of like self determinism and hope, yes. that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even if you guys talk to him about, like, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurism, right. you know, you were talking about starting a business yes, there. Yes, yes. You know, yep. well, how, how about, in, in, how about, I could give you a list of companies okay. that have been founded and started okay. by watching my videos. Okay. And I have their stories. Oh, And shoot. they reached out to me and said, we started our company because of you. Wow. How about, you know, maybe the goal, I'm just shit talking with you out loud no, here okay I'm, I'm, how about the goal is you guys all go there like a bunch of fucking ballers yeah and you have this great experience right and the message is entrepreneurism hmm. you know say hey listen it doesn't matter if you've got a russian flag welcome yeah it doesn't okay. matter if you have an american flag welcome yeah because our ideas right we don't need a flag no we don't our ideas will win that's true their ideas are small yep. our ideas big yeah and so say, hey, look, if you have a Russian flag, welcome. If you have an American flag, Just, welcome. Yep. We are about entrepreneurism. Empowering you. To, you can change your country. Yeah. Change your country. Yeah. yeah. We're here doing it. Right. You can do it too. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's opening a McDonald's. I, you know, whatever. That's a possibility. I think that's like, that would be the message of the camp. And the Jesus welcome, Christ. the Russian, the Chinese. Say, hey, I don't care if you have a Chinese flag or a Russian flag right. or American flag. Yeah. That's all politics. I don't care about that. Yeah. I do care about the country being better right. when my kid comes back here. Yes, yes. And uh, it, and that's only going to happen from right. what I've seen around the world yeah. by you guys going out and starting a venture. Yeah. yeah. You can do it. No, this is, I'm looking forward to it. Man, since we, man, since we talk, we got that meeting. I'm just excited. I mean, I'm bringing it, get it like, it's kind of like the same dream, dream that I have living in Mali, coming to here. It's just kind of crazy. Like, I was so emotional a couple of months ago that I want to 
go to different rye. You was like, yeah. Mo, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, Hey, hold on, let me text one of my friends at the State Department. Yeah, And then, like, when I see this, I'm looking, I'm having the same vision again. Now, when I was back home, young, she's like, My dream was like, I want to shake Michael Jordan's hand, I want to shake Vince Carter's hand. Yeah, and I did that. So, same thing now, I'm looking at bring this. Thousands and thousands of kids bring this leader, the young leader of a 600, but have the whole country united to watch it. Those is the thing I'm having flush. <laughs> so imagine this. Imagine that you come up with some way to have some people within the 600 win. Yeah. Like they win the jam fest. Right. Or yeah. Yep. Uh, they went, maybe maybe one of them's got to write a personal statement they about will. their journey to get yeah, there. So, okay. they, so then you pick, imagine you pick five kids right. for an entrepreneur scholarship. Oof. And so I don't know, what does $2,500 allow someone to do in Africa? Yeah, a lot. Or, or $5,000. Yeah. Would $5,000 be the seed money to start yeah, a little they, operation or would they go out and buy a car? That's a scholarship for four years. Right. So imagine... Yeah. The point of the whole thing is to maybe maybe the goal is to start ten businesses. Okay, I'm just thinking of something no. that would be infectious with everybody, yeah. right? Like, no, you, you, look, everyone can't go to college. I know you're helping taking care of your mom, right? You know, I, I know you can't go to college. You got responsibilities in your family. You're never going to be able to leave my. But you can start a little business. Yes. What's your hustle? Right. You know, so you got the Hustle Hoop Jam Festival. What's your hustle? You know, I'm just thinking. I'm just talking out of my ass, right? Here's my pen. So you know, the thing is, like, maybe you find some ways to give out ten little entrepreneurial awards, and uh, and and then what they have to do is they write a little business plan. Yeah. And 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 you don't screen them that hard. You and you give them the you give them the goddamn money. Yeah. And they they either do something or don't. Right. But imagine next year you go back and you have three really cool stories. Right. From last year. Yeah. I think those that so. Okay, I just made a spot for no. myself. I just made a spot for myself. Okay, I, I here's the spot for myself, right? right? Okay, let me because I want to go to Mali and yeah, be like valuable, but yeah. I don't want to go there and fucking take pictures. Okay, no, there's people no. who do that. I see. But you know what? I could be is the guy who sits down with ten kids and says, yeah. "Hey, look, what's your business plan?" Oh shit, let's talk about it. And then, all right, we got these scholarships for you right. guys. Now we're going to email back and forth, and we're going to release the money in three steps. First, you've got to achieve this. Oh. Like that would be pretty cool. Oh, big time! And I think if you do that, yeah. I think you change. I think you could change the whole country. Oh, definitely. Because the kids will all be competing to start a business. See, you, this is what we're missing over there, and that's what uh, West didn't understand. Like I said, give, give. Let's do something. Let's provide them with something. Teach them how to fish. Right. That's my thing. Is like I don't want to throw fish at everybody. Yes. I want to teach them how to fish. Yeah. So like if. Twenty five hundred bucks or five grand will get like oh. get a business plan going oh. in Africa. Oh, big time! Then let's I, get I, let's I, get ten kids to I win. Gave a, I, I gave a, a lady, a young lady, six hundred dollar. She started her business with it. Six hundred dollars. She started a restaurant business. Are you with doing it. anything with girls or is it just boys? I'm doing stuff with the girl. My wife is doing it. So my wife is model. Okay, she's a model. So uh, she have this event for women who do. Um, Fashions, uh, designing, shoes, clothing. So every year she do that too. Well, I think so, I just I just think that if you know, 
you come with this great message. Yeah. You welcome everybody right. and you welcome the Russians and you welcome the Chinese yeah. and you welcome everybody. Yeah. And say, this is, um, you, you and I are going to talk and have lunch again and we're going to come up with something fun yep. for it. Definitely. But, Definitely. It, but it, I, I think it, I call it hoops, hustle, jam fest or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Because hustle is what you do on the basketball court yes. and hustle is that's what true. gets your food for your family. Yes. Yeah. And that would be such a great. And that's how I got here. Hoops and hustle. Or that's, something, that's, you know, how, like. that's how I got to. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, even yeah. that's still like, you know, I don't think no for answer. Well, I love it, yeah. and that's what you know. I was, uh, Jeff. Jeff obviously played some ball in college, yeah. and uh, he he had a big career at a at a Fortune 100 company oh, wow. before I got him. Yeah, and he said one of the things when he and he had hundreds of people working for him. Yeah, and uh, one of the things he used to really like he liked college ball players. Yes, he said they were disciplined. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't take no for an answer. No. They were driven. Yeah, and you could give them a playbook and they'd follow the oh, plays. Yeah, and that's know, what I like always tell. You know, a lot of my leader, I told them, you know, just. Tell me or give me what I need to do. Right. The rest, uh, I'll make it happen. Well, I think um, we just kind of came up with this goofy idea while we're yeah, talking. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe it's something that fits into your basketball oh, thing. big time. Because I think that would give it um, staying power to the next year. That's Some a, great stories. Yes. And that's how you motivate people that's, that's, who aren't basketball players, but they're spectators. Actually, you're right. Because I, I'm talking about sustainability, you know, I know I put the idea, I put some of those, but yes, basketball will give you, yes, we're going to teach them basketball. We're going to talk to them, inspire them, but sustainability will come from business, entrepreneur. Yeah. Shit. So I think- That's the message. I and do it's say, hard to shut that yeah, down. Yeah, I'm talking about sustainability here, but you give me, you just brought this great point because that's long-term sustainability. Empower someone with their business plan and then through to this event, and that person, trust me, a lot of these young, I, I did the test before. So uh, some of the young guys, when I do my camp, that's their like first month, two months. And a lot of time the coaches tell me to turn it up, like they will start strong, and in two months they will stop. So during my camp, after when I run the camp, I was like, okay, next year, all of the players who came to this camp, who's belong to this club, this this uh, organization, organization, uh, stay, uh, basketball core. If I see you guys here next year, this is what I'm gonna give it to you. Guess what? More of them showed up. They all show up. Yeah, because we're all motivated. And then by more stuff. show up until the point like all the clothes, the stuff I bring, I'm like empty hand. I'm like, oh man, I should have bring more. Right. So it worked. It work in the level. That's capitalism. Everybody will do something for reward. Yes. That's self-determinism. Yes. So they know, oh, if I'm determined to do this, yeah. I'll get something for myself. If I come myself. back next year, so these people that we're going to empower, we're going to give them, they know, sure, next year we're going to show up with another thousands, thousands of people is coming. You get, they want to be listen, part of that. They're not going to mess it up. You get 10 kids to go start an, an enterprise. Yes. And, and you change the 10 kids... Every one of them will be a success story, kind of in, like my little thing is here. Yeah. And they'll motivate 10 other people. That's how you change a country, man. Because they'll become self-determinism and they'll be unchangeably free. No, you're, 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 you're a smart guy, man. Yeah, well, you talk long <laughs> enough. You talk long enough, a few smart words might come no. out. Hey, listen, yeah. thank you so much no, for coming I appreciate in. It. Thank Great you having so you much. here. Thank you. I'll see you tomorrow night hey. at 6 o'clock, right? For sure. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I thought it was a Thursday. 
Oh, I thought you said Tuesday. Oh, my bad. Thursday? Because I'm 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 getting off tomorrow 9 p.m. <laughs> so Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, six Thursday. to seven. Yeah, okay. six to seven. So all right, sports fans, that's the show. Mo, thanks for joining us. No, Good having you. you here. Thank you. I would appreciate that. All right, you guys. Uh, you can check us out, you know, on YouTube. You can see the shorts there at Medford Knife. You can also go to uh iTunes, Spotify, Rumble, the Greg Medford Show. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm out.